What happened when I went to a plastic surgeon and pretty much said, blank slate, have at it? Great question. I'd love to tell you. Because you need to stop trying to be the perfect 10 and become the imperfect 10 you're destined to be. So go ahead, get comfy, take off your shoes, take off those filters. Oh, and disclaimer, if you want to have any cosmetic procedure, I will fully support it. Just not financially. Sorry. You're on your own for that. Her hair is curly. Her teeth are pearly. She's got an edge, but she's still pretty girly. Oh, oh. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. So I'm going to take you back to this time I went undercover to do a plastic surgery clinic expose of sorts. I don't even know if the word is undercover, but it makes me feel kind of cool. So we'll go with it. But it didn't quite expose what I thought it would. And it's funny because never have I been more opposed to these media manufactured ideals of beauty and their importance, if that's the word. But I still strive for some of those ridiculous ideals, whether or not I consciously admit it but I also have my limits. So just an example, I start making these videos for you and before you post them, there's an octillion, trezillion, godzillion types of filters that you can go through on Instagram. I am not a math show host, I'm a talk show host, save the emails, thank you very much. And so I'm going through these different filters because yeah, I see my whole head taking up of screen and yes half of it is my hair but still like I see my face in my face and I see all of these faces on Instagram and these reels and they look so perfect and I just don't feel like any of these faces that I see and so okay I'm looking at this is there a filter that I want to use? And I'm going through them one after another after another. And then, whoa, I never met this Kardashian. Hello, Dahlia Kardashian. What, what are these filters doing to our faces? All of a sudden, I'm realizing that all of these people that I've been looking at online are not the people that I think I'm looking at. And I can't handle looking at me looking like that because I don't want you to look at me thinking I look like that. Because one, I don't want you to want to look like that. And two, um, I want you to actually know who I am. I'm not trying to introduce you to Dahlia Kardashian. I'm introducing you to Dahlia Kurtz here. But it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel normal. So no, like I don't end up going with anything at all. And I just... <laughs> I just don't watch the video, which makes it a whole lot better. But that takes me back to this story. So I'm doing this, I guess you can say, you know, undercover thing where the plan is I'm going to go to a plastic surgeon for a consult and I'm going to pretty much give these demands, say what I want and also say what, see what the plastic surgeon wants to offer me. What, what I need to have done. And this is for a real story that's going in a newspaper and just to, just to get a gauge, just to get a gauge of what's out there. And sure, 
you know, there are plastic surgeons who will just do anything for the money. And there are also plastic surgeons who really want to work in your best interest. But this isn't even about that. This isn't what I ended up discovering. It's more about, well, nothing about the plastic surgeon. It's everything about our reality. It's everything about how fake has become the new real. And that story, you know, that story that I'm going to do, and I'm going to talk to this plastic surgeon and say, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Well, if you go to a doctor with a sore throat and demand antibiotics, should you get them? So if you go to a doctor and demand plastic surgery for whatever body part, whatever reason, should you get it? And look, if you want to have any cosmetic procedure, like I said, I will fully support it, not financially, but I wonder how many people would choose whatever cosmetic procedure they're choosing if all of society had the mind of a dog, the mind of, I still love you, go ahead gain five pounds, lose five pounds, wear makeup, don't wear makeup, whatever you want to do. I do not see a difference. All I see in front of me is this person who is my world, who takes care of me and nothing changes how much I love you except each moment perhaps makes me love you so much more. That's the only type of change in love that happens with a dog. So imagine if all of society had that type of mindset. So this story where I had to do this expose of sorts, this was before this was even a big deal or as big a deal as it is today. This story took place before the Kardashians mm -hmm, in the before era. So I head over from my consult and <laughs> it's, it's just kind of... Uh, crazy scenario when you take it in because on any other day I wouldn't notice this but now I notice that this plastic surgery office space what have you it is next to a video store yeah back when we watched videos it's next to a grocery store a fast food joint and there you have a plastic surgery clinic and I walk towards the clinic door, hoping that no one sees me and makes any assumptions, or worse, sees me and concludes she's going to have her nose done. And the clinic is as beautiful on the inside as many of us aim to be on the outside. And it's only like a 20-minute walk from my house. And there's its mission statement when I walk in, just sitting on this table, this beautiful glass table with the glass type skin that they would promise to give you. And its vision is to create a culture that focuses on people instead of profit. And I think, yeah, of course, naturally, because it's easier to pry open one's insecurities than one's financial securities, right? And I'm going to say something, and I don't want you to take offense to this, because cancer is nothing to joke about. So I hope you understand my implied seriousness here when I say that vanity and insecurity come at a huge cost age, asymmetry, 
uniqueness. These are all like the cancers of vanity and insecurity. And I don't know about you, but if I had cancer, I'd pay anything to make it go away. So I can understand when people want to have procedures for whatever reason. And there are so many things about myself that I don't like. And I have reasons that I would want to change things too. I've actually had plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery on my upper lip three times because when I was a little girl, I got into a fight with some boys and of course I won, but I got into a fight and it was winter time and it was slippery outside and I got punched and it didn't hurt. But what hurt was when I fell onto the bike rack that had a rusty nail sticking up and it ripped my upper lip open. What hurt even more was when I went into the school and the teachers got mad at me for trailing blood in on the carpet. And then they decided to clean my blood away from my profusely bleeding lip by putting it on fast running water, which only proceeded to rip it more. And so I had plastic surgery three times on my upper lip and nobody notices the difference right now or maybe people are just kind to say they don't see it but I see it I see it and so I wanted to have something done I thought okay well you know what all of these people these days seem to be getting this filler in their lips and maybe I can get filler to even out my lips because it's really been bothering me my entire life. And I go to one doctor and I go to another and get a second opinion because I didn't like the opinion of the first doctor. And the second doctor gave the exact same opinion. I can never get fillers in my lip because I've had plastic surgery and I have scar tissue and there's, you know, a chance that I can die. And it's funny, I will say, that there are doctors who have offered to do fillers in my lips, even though there's a chance that I can die. And it's like a much smaller chance or whatever the chances go blind, die, this, that, you know, the list of different things. I, I, I wouldn't want to risk any of those things to have my lip a little straighter. But how ironic that the procedure that I really wanted to have, I can't even have. But okay, so we're back at the clinic and I'm going to be seeing the doctor any minute now and I just keep rehearsing the plan, what I'm going to say for this expose sort of thing that I'm writing. Lipo, breast lift, nose job. I just keep reminding myself what to ask for because I don't want them to think I'm a fake, right? Plastic makes perfect, I guess. And so the receptionist has me fill out some forms and offers me a drink. She points to their clear glass mini fridge of beverages and <laughs> generic brand. Not even the soft drinks here are real. Not even kidding. Because fake, fake is the new real. And I don't even have time to recite this 
fix-it list again before I find myself in the examining room or the consult room. And it's incredible how you can go to see your GP or specialist and wait an hour after you have to get there to get in because your appointment is, let's say, at 10 and you're there at 10 and it's 11 a.m. and you were there at 10 because you're not allowed to be late, but they are. And you can even wait months to see a specialist, but to get this consult, it's as if I called and had teleportation been possible, they would have beamed me into the clinic straight away. And here I can barely sit down in the waiting room before I find myself in this consult room and the doctor enters faster than you can say our healthcare system is seriously messed up. But go ahead, say it, I'll still give you time to anyway. And so the doctor enters, he glances at my chart and studies my insecurity. How may I help you? He says, I think I need a few procedures. I start first a nose job. And he explains what he would do to perfect my nose and is already jotting down the number two on his paper. Mm -hmm. And so... I continue. Also, I, I think I need liposuction on my stomach. And he looks at me and examines me and says, you know, you really want a mini tummy tuck with lipo. There's not enough fat to remove to see a difference with lipo alone. So my stomach isn't fat, but there's always room for lipo. Okay, well, maybe if he removed a kidney, I would lose even more weight. And then I can donate that to someone with renal failure who won't mind gaining a third of a pound to save their life. And allow me to point out that when I did this story, I was quite possibly quite underweight at the time. And to have a medical professional still tell you how you could lose more weight. All I really lost at that time was, other than my self-esteem, was faith in having a medical professional look out for me. But again, this isn't even about the plastic surgeons. And I know that there are good plastic surgeons. There are good doctors out there. But it also shows how important it is that you are an advocate for yourself and that you understand yourself and that you're rational about these things too. Because I am telling you, you cannot be everything to everyone. You need to be everything you can be instead. And the number one person to trust to help get you there is not the guidance of all of those millions of people around you. It's the guidance of number one, you. Okay, so uh, back to that twilight zone of an appointment. We go on to talk about rest work 
And suddenly, Charlie Brown's teacher starts talking, but instead of wah, 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 all I hear is bigger wah, 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 and why is this doctor willing to meet my unreasonable demands? Is this really like prescribing antibiotics for a sore throat unnecessarily? Or maybe it's more like prescribing a placebo for an infected mind. I mean, forget breast lifts and stomach reductions. For some reason, self-esteem lifts and bank account reductions come to mind. I need about $20,000 of work. And thankfully, there's cosmetic surgery financing, and most financing can be approved while you're in the comfort of the doctor's office. But look, or listen, I will say it a third time. If you want to have any cosmetic procedure, I will fully support it. And it's perfect because I don't even have to financially help because you can get cosmetic surgery financing. But this isn't about plastic surgery or this injection or that injection or filters or what have you. It's about your beauty going ignored. Because we live in a society that likes to disregard each person's beauty so it can erode your self-esteem while simultaneously marketing perfect 10 beauty to you and then selling it. Selling it back to you to replace whatever sort of self-esteem and beauty it's tried to erode within you only to start that process all over again once you buy into it. So stop. Just stop trying to be the perfect 10 and be the imperfect 10 you can be because it is perfectly wonderful to be nowhere near perfect. I look at people who see all of these flaws in themselves. And I remind myself, when I see these flaws in myself, of how I look at people, because I go through this too. And I look at people, and it goes right back to a game I played when I was a little girl. I would sit to entertain myself on the bus, because I was like six years old and taking public transport to and from school. And I played this game to look at people and see what beautiful thing I can find on each person, no matter who it was. Every single person who walked on the bus, that was a little game I played. And I was always able to find all of these beautiful things about people even people who aren't stereotypically good-looking, that I thought, wow, I wish I had that. And that was still a wrong way to play because it shouldn't be an I wish I had that game. It should just be, oh, that person has that. We all have our beauty. It's just we're all looking at that person, that advertisement, that whatever. So we're all striving to be this thing that isn't us. 
which is really the most irrational thing there is. Stop trying to be that perfect 10 and start trying to be the imperfect 10 that you can be because it is perfectly wonderful to be nowhere near perfect. I just said that to myself, but if you want to take that advice, go ahead and use it too. But I'm not going to tell you not to wear makeup, not to try to look a certain way, not to do this, not to do that. Go have fun. Do what you want. Express yourself. Look how you want. I will say you should do what's authentic to you and not something you feel even remotely pressured to do because some person or some ad or some filter made you realize something is wrong with you. And those are some super massive air quotes around the words wrong with you. My little blueberry muffin. Nothing is more right than a blueberry muffin. So yes, you can see me put myself out there in those videos on Instagram and you could find me at Dahlia Kurtz. Am I wearing makeup? Absolutely. Am I trying to make it look as natural as possible so you don't think I'm wearing makeup? Absolutely. So come say hi, say help, say whatever you need and will I respond to you? Why would I ask you to say hi if I wouldn't say hi back? That would be pretty rude, wouldn't it? As for this podcast puppy, it hasn't even officially launched yet. These are the secret episodes, so to speak. It's kind of a secret to me why I'm calling them the secret episodes when you know about it, so it's not that much of a secret. But hey, I'm sure you already know how much I appreciate you dropping by the neighboralia, right? But now it is time. It is time for you to spread your wings and fly or walk or run or jog or dance. Try dancing. It's so much more fun. Just go ahead. Live your day. Live your life. I will meet you back here next week. But for now, just go live and help live. Oh, oh, nothing rhymes without ya. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Neighboralia.